What's up, everyone? We are live again, hopefully, with SDGC for uh, March 25th, uh, 2021. We almost made it through March here, folks. I swear we're so close. you know what? If we had gone live just a couple minutes early, we'd have a happy Anna. But instead, we have a I'm tired Anna. And that's okay. That's okay. How old, is, how old is Anna now, Finn? On Monday, she'll be three weeks old. Wow. I know nothing about babies, but that seems and she's wear, She's wearing Kogatsu's pajamas. It's okay. She's so tired, but she wanted to say, stay up and say hi to everybody first. Uh, what does she think of the ludonarrative dissonance in the Uncharted series? Um, she actually is very pro-Nathan because okay. her future brother will be called Nolan. I respect it. So Un- Uncharted is her jam. Oh <laughs> well, she's very Hi. adorable. Hi. Um, eat her nose. Anyway, keep starting. I'm gonna put her to bed. I just have her little cameo. Okay. Uh, for so we'll be right back. <laughs> Sounds good for our audio listeners. Uh, Finn had his. Uh... <laughs> yeah, that was just a lot yeah. of sound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if if you heard a baby, it's not John crying about uh, Final Fantasy VI not being on Switch. Uh, it's. It's Finn's three-week-old daughter, so uh, she's very cute, and uh, it's going to keep him on and off the podcast sporadically in the near future, I'm sure. Um, so right now, it's just me and Justin while we wait for, for Britt to get great, on. Great, great. Good good thing we have um, have so many topics to cover <laughs> this evening. Uh, what's uh, up, buddy? I, I saw that your Godzilla screening got canceled. I'm very sorry yeah, to okay. hear that. Uh, let me tell the story about that. So, uh, because I, I have found out some more information um, about that, and it's funny. So, um, as some of you may know, I'm a big fan of Godzilla, and I had been invited to an early stream of Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, so, I was supposed to be watching that tonight. I actually wasn't planning on being on the show. Um, although I was thinking of maybe crashing when it was so done because it was supposed terms to get of, done around 9.30. In terms of priorities, Godzilla, then SDGC? Like where – is there something I mean, in yeah. between the two? Yeah, no, that, that's okay. that's pretty close. That's fair. Z- Zeke's, Zeke's in there somewhere, but he's sleeping uh, right now. My so. wife tells me cats are always number one. I know that I'm always behind that cat on the totem pole. Yeah, so. that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so I was supposed to be I was supposed to be watching that tonight, um, and I was excited because like it's like early screening, and I'm like, uh, I don't know if I want to go to movie theater quite yet. I've only had the first dose of the vaccine <laughs> and everything, so I'm like, uh. but uh, it was a stream, which mm-hmm. was great. I was just gonna get to watch it early. I'd have to watch it on my computer, but no mm-hmm. big deal. Um, and then you know I got the reminder. It's like, oh, 48 hours. You're gonna you're gonna be watching it. I'm like, great. I w- it went through everything fine. And then yesterday I got 16 emails simultaneously. Just your screening has been deleted. Your screening has been deleted. Your screening has been deleted. All for, all direct from WB, uh, <laughs> because apparently somebody that had been in an earlier like early screening had recorded all of the action sequences and posted them on YouTube. So every single group that had uh, an early screening got oh, theirs canceled. No. I mean, I don't really Yo. know what they thought was going to happen. Yo, real talk. What's up? I'm so annoyed. The second I walked away with her, she stopped crying. I guess she just really doesn't like Canadians on podcasts. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. But she's the best, and I could spin this entire podcast 
discussion about her. Basically, uh, I have been described, if you've ever watched the show Full Metal Alchemist, they're like, you are literally just Maze Hughes. And I hope that means I don't die an early death, but, you know, uh, I'll take it. That's a, that's a good comparison, and I'm all for it. So, Finn, can Finn I ask is, you a question? You can always ask me a question, my best friend. Again, I'm sorry to our audio listeners, but are you, wear, is that, are you wearing a robe right now? Uh, yes, this is my early Father's Day gift from Saki herself, <laughs> and it is the most comfortable robe ever. You are you are already in peak dad mode, man, and I I love it. Yep. It's awesome. Oh, so so I, I you weren't on Twitter, so you didn't get to see this amazingness. I've decided because she's my little princess, but also my little badass warrior, that her nickname is now Amazon. So there's that Amazon. Uh, we're I. <laughs> Christine and I are not having a kid, but we actually, uh, this is a little bit of news. We, um, we're getting a cat. We just had a little, that's, that's just as good. yeah, I think so. It's a new member of the family. We're, we're not ready to commit to a child, uh, and trying to raise that in this world. But, um, yeah, again, uh, this is our, uh, future kitty. Uh, um, we're hoping to pick her um, up oh, next week. What's the name? Uh, I mean, she has a name given to her by the shelter, but we're probably going to give her a new one. She's apparently, oh, okay. it's, it's a generic one that she's not attached to. So we're going, uh, back and forth on, uh, on a couple different names, but okay. yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that, that's what I, that's what I did with Zeke. He did not care about his shelter name. Yeah. How does Zeke feel about no longer being the only podcast cat? Uh, mm. he's, he's snoozing. He's snoozing in front of the air conditioner. How does he so. feel uh, about being named after one of the greatest side characters in a game, which is, uh, I assume, Zeke from Infamous? <laughs> I can only assume. I, I That wasn't my intention, but that, a lot of people have pointed that out. I don't know. It's just, it's just a name that, like, because it's like Zeke, yeah. you know, like, just a quick, like, sharp noise. It's a great he name. Actually, he actually responds to it. Like, I had a bunch of names, and he didn't pay attention to any of the other ones but he likes this one so cats do not give a shit i know that much um we are going to talk about video games tonight i promise <laughs> are we <laughs> we might um finn have you had time to play anything the last week or two i think you you missed a show here or there I you're think... muted finn So I obviously have not had too much time in the past couple of weeks, but I have been making room for uh, Bravely Default 2. Um, the Switch is great for when it's my shift to just kind of be awake to make sure everything's okay, and I can just sit there with the Switch on low volume with a mm -hmm. little like earbud in. So I've been playing some Bravely Default 2, mm -hmm. and that's about it. That's exciting. Justin, what about you? Yeah. Um, I finished up the uh, second Doom Eternal DLC, Ancient Gods Part 2. Uh, very, very good. I liked it a lot more than the first one. The first one was kind of just unfair difficulty-wise. <laughs> like, the, fir the first one, like, some of the, like, don't get me wrong, Ancient Gods 2 is still very hard. Like, both, both of those DLCs are designed to start at the level of difficulty that the base game ends at. Mm -hmm. um they're they're not for jumping in on their own um but like it just felt a little bit more like they added a few things like the new hammer um and a couple other you know things that work really well in like in the combat sandbox and just add a few more tools that you can utilize really effectively um and the final battle is like i have never played a final boss fight like that one in an fps before 
it's mm-hmm. very much like character action game, Devil May Cry style <laughs> thing, um, just in an FPS. I heard there's um, a lot of strategy and things going on. Like there's like enemy spawning in constantly, like while you're forwarding, fending them off and fighting the boss, <laughs> stuff like that. They're, but they're not that bad. And like, also they're kind of important mm-hmm. for like you getting like sword charges <laughs> and like, or not sword charges, uh, like hammer charges and like the boss if if he hits you and does damage he heals but if you hit him and do damage you heal so like the okay. moment there's like the momentum of the fight is like constantly shifting so it's like a t- it's forth. almost like a tug of war like conquest and battlefield or something yeah. like that like you're just trying to push the the balance in your favor that's really yeah. that's really cool i've never heard and of he's that got, before. and he's got he's got he's got like five health bars of course <laughs> classic uh, is this the but, last? Uh, is this the last DLC? Is there any more? This is the last DLC, um, and this is the last that they have openly said that this is the last story cur- story of like the current Doom Slayer, and but it's not the end of Doom. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see where they go from from here, because mm-hmm. um, it does it does wrap up the story from 2016 and Eternal pretty well, but you know it doesn't totally close everything. So they could mm-hmm. do a lot with the series. Um, I'm interested to see where it goes. On Xbox, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I talked about this before, but like, it's kind of a bummer because I have every single Doom game on my mm-hmm. PS4. Like, it, do I like Doom 64, Doom VFR? Um, I'm gonna be getting Doom 3 VR in a few months. It's it's hilarious that Bethesda's releasing three PlayStation exclusives this year after they got bought by Microsoft. You know, like uh, I'm sure. I mean, a lot of people call these like rehashes or money grabs, but they really aren't. I think it's awesome that the Doom series is so accessible. It's like these games are everywhere in any free form. Like the version of Doom 3 that's out there, the BFG edition, is like pretty good on consoles. Um, I don't know every like every single Doom game is out there on whatever platform you want to play it on and yeah no I, I was I saying this before dope. like I've got I've got most of them on my Switch mm-hmm. as well yeah um like Doom Eternal you can buy on the Switch if you really want to play Doom Eternal I wouldn't recommend that I, I played I played the original Doom on Switch and that was but fine like, but yeah. but you but you can yeah. which is really cool like I mean that's the only thing about this deal that bums me out like because like I love like. I, I'm weird with the Bethesda stuff. Like, I, I don't care about Bethesda Game Studios games, really. They're they're just not my thing. I've got a lot of friends that deeply, deeply love them. Mm-hmm. So I respect them, but I cannot get into them. Um, but, like, I love Arcane. I love mm-hmm. Tango. I love Machine Games. And I understand that those game those studios were not doing it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm happy that they, they're going to be able to get a lot of creative freedom. It kind of bums me out because part of, you know, their legacy has been, you know, you can mm-hmm. get Doom on any platform mm-hmm. ever. Like, there's mobile Doom spinoffs. You can play it on fridges nowadays. Yeah. yeah. I had it on my iPod. I had it on my calculator. I was going to say, like, I, I remember playing games on my TI-83, and I'm yeah. pretty sure, uh, other than, like, Snake and stuff like that, uh, and Tetris, I think Doom was was one of them. It's a, yeah. it's a miracle. I was going to say it's a miracle that I got through high school, and then I remembered kids just have phones now so yeah um but then also like uh you know i like you know i'm i'm interested in technology and stuff with behind games and like id tech has always been a fascinating like engine to see how Mm -hmm. it scales across platforms Mm -hmm. and that'll be you know lessened now so like that's kind of a bummer for me like i get it it's business whatever i'm not like Mm -hmm. crying about it but like it's a part of id's legacy that is probably gonna be gone Mm -hmm. and so that that's a bit of a bummer for me 
Yeah, it's natural. Um, I guess I'll go next. I, I'm not going to talk about it too much. I've just been playing. I, I have a PlayStation 5, the cutting edge of, <laughs> of new gen technology, uh, 4K, 60 FPS, and I'm playing Minecraft. I'm playing a lot of Minecraft. Hell yeah. Which isn't even, uh, I don't remember if I talked about this on the last show. Brittany's just joined us. We will get to Brittany in a minute. Um, what are we talking about? Nothing. Nothing me. important. Je- Jeff, Jeff, the way you phrased that sounded like a teacher. Yeah. Just like, oh, we'll get to the report we got from the substitute in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Brittany is not a substitute. We love Brittany. Um, so, no, I've been playing a lot of Minecraft. Uh, I will say it's cross-play and multi-platform shit rules. Like, I can play it on my computer. I can play it on my TV behind me on my PS5. When I'm in like a two-hour meeting that I'm kind of just there on the off chance someone asks me a question, but otherwise I'm just sitting there, I can play it at my workstation um, and just kind of like chill out. Uh, A couple of interesting notes about Minecraft because I know everyone's interested in the like technical performance comparisons. Uh, I'm waiting for Digital Foundry to break it down. Um, The Switch version runs like absolute ass, which I'm not surprised, but also I'm surprised. So hopefully the Switch Pro can clean that up. Uh, the Xbox version has a really weird input lag that is not on the PlayStation one. And I don't know if something's just wrong. I did the whole, like, I did the whole hard reboot and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, it's really weird. So I think my personal opinion is Minecraft plays best on the PlayStation family of consoles, specifically the PlayStation 5. It is excellent there. Wow. Wow. What <laughs> what, what a shocking turn yeah. of events. Um, but, yeah, it's I talked about it last show, so I won't go on about it again. It's... It's a chill game. I took a day, a mental health day uh, earlier this week, and I literally just spent 12 hours playing this stupid fucking game, just, like, Fuck hacking yeah. away at little blocks. 12, it's good. Like, I'm dude, glad. 12, yeah. 12 hours, 12 hours of gaming. Uh, were you playing with friends, too? Uh, off and on. We have, like, a shared server, so they pop in for a little bit. I mean, they were working Perfect. during most of the day, but we've been playing in the evenings, and we just – sometimes we do our own things. Sometimes we work together, and we just kind of come up with these little projects. We're like, oh, we're going to build a new house, and – take turns farming different materials and stuff like that but yeah it's just a it's a it's a great way it's like that animal crossing vibe right it's a great way to zone out you can just log in in the morning do a couple little routines and stuff like that and get on with your day it's nice to have routine when um a lot of us are lacking that in our lives um Brittany, welcome welcome to the show hello did you did you finish the homework for your son Oh yeah, I was like, did we have homework before we got <laughs> Did on you the finish show? the SDGC homework? <laughs> did, did you see like the fear in my face? I was like, wait, were we supposed to do something? <laughs> like 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 that's that's the thing that like that that fear never goes away. Like how right? long has it been since you've been in school? <laughs> like, we're all nope, we all nope. carry that trauma with us for the rest of our I, lives. I still I still have dreams about it. <laughs> like oh, you wake up and you're like, "Oh fuck, I like I'm going to miss the bus." I'm going to be late, late for class. Or the or the classic or the classic. Oh no, it's the final and I didn't go to class all semester. <laughs> Fun fact. I don't know if this is a fun fact. I'm going to tell it anyways, because uh, I don't care. Uh, it's like pitch black here until 10 in the morning in the winter. That's just how it is because the sun takes forever to come up. So there's no distinction uh, between like when it's like school time. And on multiple occasions, I like just had one of those mornings where I slept in. and I just freaked the fuck out and I showered and ran to the bus and went to school on a Saturday at like 7 a.m. <sighs> And got there, like, just completely fucking zoned out and got there and was like, why are the doors locked? What's going on? Why is there no cars? 
Oh no. <laughs> here's a good one that I had one time. Um, I think I was in like eighth grade or seventh or eighth grade or something. And I had like a really vivid dream about Christmas and I got up, I woke up at like 5 a.m. like so excited because it was Christmas morning. It was like a Wednesday in April. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I just thought it was Christmas all day. And it, it was it was not. Christmas, it was very much not. Christmas is whenever you want it to be. I don't I've think it's never, like a Wednesday in April. In my life. <laughs> I guess not. Um Sorry, Britt. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you guys? I miss I missed the beginning, so I hope you guys are good. Uh, we're good. Okay. You missed uh, Finn had Anna on here for a few minutes. <gasps> she was getting a little fidgety. Um, and then he came back, and then he disappeared. So uh, I could only bad stuff. Yeah, exactly. I can only imagine either everything's going really good or really bad. So we'll we'll see when he gets back here. But we're just running through. If it through. was going good, he'd be here. You would, you would think so. You'd think so. Uh, or he's getting some real good cuddles. I don't know. Oh. What have you been playing, Britt? So I've been playing two things. Oh, more more than my... just WoW. I have more than just WoW, but it not, it's not much. It's okay. been WoW and Animal Crossing. I was going to say, nice. we're at like that one-year anniversary of Animal Crossing. Let's just yes. take, a, take a minute and just walk us back through this game for the past year. So that that was going to be my topic tonight. That we were mm-hmm. we were also to bring a topic. So we can we can just start my topic now. Is I was going to talk about Animal Crossing and where we are now from a year ago, right? Because when we mm-hmm. first started it, like everybody was in the game. Everybody hate like everybody had their their fish and their bugs camped outside of Blathers' tent. Everybody hated Blathers. Everybody except for I, you hated the the bunny. I was like, gonna say we're we're almost at that time. Are you ready? No, Jeff, didn't I you hate not. the fox? Uh, yeah. Oh, I hate it. Uh, legit. The one that comes to your island to sell the paintings. Yeah. Yeah. Like I literally, my he game was straight like up broken. Once, like, I every four months. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, like Reb had him visit like. She's like, oh, he visits once a week. I'm like, that's fucking bullshit. I counted. Yeah, no. I had a calendar on my like... wall, and I marked down the days he didn't come. <laughs> I'm not even fucking joking. I did. My mom made me a calendar for Christmas, and I was like, this is nice. I don't have anything to do with this calendar. I was like, I know. I'm going to track <laughs> this motherfucker. Put the days red dick to yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I've been playing Animal Crossing. Um, <clears throat> this is my the- Animal Crossing. Yeah. Zeke crossing all across the stream. Like the new Mario, the new animals. I was like looking at Zeke and I was like, (laughs) no. Okay, so the new new Mario stuff has been um, really fun. I get to wear a Princess Peach dress and gown. And when you put the items on, it plays the Mario theme. How cool is that? Oh, that's cool. Awesome. Is that stuff going away? Uh, It did go away. (laughs) No! It is going away like alongside the all-star stuff. No, I I was like I don't need to do this right now. It's gone. Like it's a it's an. I thought it was just like regular stuff. It's an event. Nope, it's gone. It's coming back though, right? Nintendo wouldn't do that to us. I don't know. Oh I'm no, sure Nintendo would. absolutely Nintendo. wouldn't take Mario stuff away from people. Hello, we are live one more time. We're just gonna keep going like nothing happened. I don't give a fuck. And if this dies again. We'll just see you all next Thursday. Um, oh, we're good. I can see us. Yeah, we're good for now. Uh, I have no faith in computers, PCs, or Windows because uh, I literally spend all day every day at my day job um, fixing them. 
So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Brittany, you were talking about Animal Crossing uh, one year ago when all these problems started. Yes. So what I was saying is it's very interesting to go back and um, play the game and hear all the sayings that I did a year ago. Like, my my favorite sport is stepping on people's necks. Uh, my hobby is being Tifa Lockhart's girlfriend. Um, <laughs> and there's some names that are just really funny that I forgot that I did. That I just, like, what? So one of the town sayings I have is booty hole. So, so booty hole? Somebody, somebody was talking to me Classy. and they ended this sentence with booty hole. And I'm like, why? These poor animals. What was I doing? Like, where was I at in quarantine? This game this was so pure year? and you corrupted it. I did. I oh. did. So it's just really interesting to go back and. You know, like, when I was playing Animal Crossing when it first came out, I thought I was going to be playing it forever, and I did. Like, I, when I woke up, I played Animal Crossing until I went to bed, right? Mm -hmm. And then you get to a point where there's just not really a whole lot left to do anymore, and that sucks. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the one thing about, like, you can always change your island and whatever, but, like, once you get it to where you like, mm -hmm. there's just not much else to do. Right. And I think that's the problem is you can add as many new items that you want. But the problem mm -hmm. is they're seasonal, mm -hmm. so they don't look good all year round. Yeah. And so it's not enough to make you like want to redo your whole island. Um, yeah. Like I went crazy with the Halloween event with like all the pumpkin stuff and jack lantern and stuff like that. That's I got really back into the game in October. And then like Halloween was over and it was November 1st. And I'm like, hmm. I guess I'll just shove all this shit in storage until like. Hey, so it's like you put it all, you know, it's like regular uh -huh. decorations, right? Like it's fun to collect and put it all out. And then when it comes time to put it away, you're like, I want to do this shit. Like, mm -hmm. you know, so I, I don't know, like, what could they, they do? Like, I see a lot of people in chat saying Brewster. Like, what, what does that add to the game, though? Like, you can get coffee from Brewster. But what is Brewster? What, He's the coffee guy, so like he owns a coffee shop. Okay. The Roost, right? It's called the Roost. Um, and you just go and you have a cup of coffee, and everybody wants Brewster, and I'm like, that's great. I would love Brewster, but what, what else is there to do besides just drink coffee? Because I can do that all day, every day, in real life. Um, and I, I talked about this on Twitter. Like, there's so many things that they could upgrade. Like. I wish you could buy more than one piece of clothing when you go shop for something or like one outfit. Like I wish mm -hmm. you could just like put it in your bag. Like I want to buy five shirts, but you can't do that. Right. Yeah. I want to buy the same shirt, all different colors. And I want it on me. Cause what if I want to give it to villagers and then you have to go back to your house, dig it out. It's just a pain in the ass. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and ordinances. Like I'm a night owl. I would love to climb into bed at like, whatever time I decide to go to bed and be able to fucking sell shit or do, like do something other than just run around aimlessly because like all my villagers are asleep. All the stores are asleep. I know what exactly I what you're do? talking about. I'm the opposite. Well, I'm like, I don't go to bed super early, but um, my prime gaming time uh, is before work and I start work at seven 30. So I'm up actually at like five 30 or six in the morning. And that's when like I get, cause like in the evenings, I mean, this is, pre-pandemic but like i'm typically busy in evenings i got like hockey or i'm out running errands stuff like that and yeah like i want to like i want to do my dailies and then i need to sell my shit and the shop doesn't open till eight but then by eight i'm already at work like 
It's like yep. I can never get in there. <laughs> like, and what I think it was New Leaf was that the DS one they had ordinances. Mm-hmm. I would fucking love ordinances. Like, let me set the time that I can play. Well, what right? about people that work night shifts and stuff like that, right? Exactly. It's just, yeah, it's it's wonky. Like, mm-hmm. they don't want people to time skip, but if you work all these crazy hours, like, what are you supposed to do, right? Like, mm-hmm. and I think even in the older games, they made it to where you'd have, like, a 24-hour mark. Am I correct? Was that a thing? Am I crazy? I'm waiting well, I- for Rar. He'll, he'll know. <laughs> We'll wait for chat to chime in. But I feel like there used to be a 24-hour store. Mm-hmm. But I could be fucking wrong. But, yeah, so it's interesting a year later playing the game and still seeing things that I wish that they would have fixed by now. Um, I think, like, yeah, that's a- I, I just think with, like, Nintendo, I don't know how much, of, like, the specific developers of this game, but, like, it just seems like a very Nintendo thing, like, they make great games, but it's always just like a little bit like, why does this particular aspect of the game design feel like twenty years old? Just mm-hmm. like just so many of those little QOL changes would um, exactly would, would make it so much more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. You said you've been playing one other thing. Wow. Oh wow. That's it. Yeah. Wow, and Animal Crossing. Wow. I mean, and like I'm like you. I have a PlayStation Five, and I'm like, you know. Yep. Well, but it's not like I was talking about this earlier. I mean, it's it's great for everyone that's like playing all these like games that got new updates and patches. Like that stuff's amazing. I love that games are getting updated for PS Five, getting improved. I'm just not. I, I've not... been doing that. I've been doing that quite a bit. Yeah. Actually. Uh, like I, I um I started up Jedi Fallen Order again, which that game was rough uh, on PS Four Pro. It's still kind of rough, but like a whole lot less rough now um with you know with the updates Mm -hmm. uh i just i i checked out avengers earlier this evening since you can actually replay the campaign um they did a lot of work for the next gen versions of that game uh you know uh, control i replayed all of i i i booted up god of war to to check out like you know what it was like 60 fps and then and then i actually ended up replaying the whole thing from beginning to end it's such a good um, so I've been replaying a lot of stuff. Um, I'm looking forward to Monster Hunter Rise uh, tomorrow. Um, what is that coming out on? Switch. That's what I thought. I think, is there a PC version coming eventually? Did they? So it was leaked in that Capcom leak. Okay. There is no PC version currently announced. We do not know when it is coming. But in that Capcom leak it sounds like it will eventually be on PC. That Capcom leak just fucked me up because now my mind has, like, no distinction between, like, what's announced and what isn't. I'm just like, I know there's Resident Evil yeah. 4 remake, but, like, is that announced? That's that's the shitty thing about leaks, yeah. right? Like, you can never... Well, especially since a lot of the stuff was also really early in development, mm-hmm. and so, like, some of it might not get made or might change drastically. And Monster Hunter so, Rise looks yeah. really cool. I probably will wait for the PC version, but I think it's a great fit for Switch. That's, like, an awesome kind of game where you do lots of, like, farming and stuff like that. Like, I think that's a great fit for that portable device. Yeah, I, like, I I was going to wait on Rise because I wasn't quite in the mood for it. And then, like, all of a sudden I realized, I'm like, wait a minute. I have hours at work every day that I could play some Monster Hunter. Mm -hmm. Like, I absolutely should get this game. So I I just went ahead and pre-ordered it. So I'm... I'm I tried to again to get into um, 
Breath of the Wild, and I can't, that game is not hooking me. I don't know what it is, but it's like it's like usually when I pick up a Zelda game, it's like instant. But for mm-hmm. some reason, I don't know if it's like the open world that turns me off. Like I just I I can't get into it, and I, I want know. to so fucking bad. You guys have no like I love Zelda, I love Zelda games, and I want to play it so bad. But it's like I'll play it for like an hour, maybe two hours, and then I'm like all right, like, I'll come back to this tomorrow. And then, like, I don't touch it for, like, a month or two. And that's, like, consistently how I've been playing since last June. Like, I'll pick it up and play every few hours and then, like, drop it. Like, like it's fucking hot and just walk away we're, from um, it. We're skating on real thin ice here with, with no, Breath of the Wild. No, discourse. no, Brit- Brittany's but... being... Brittany no, seems to be nailing it. it. I'm not saying it's bad. It's yeah. just not hooking me. Um, it's no, it... I I mean, that was the same experience I had with it. I, I gave it like 25 hours where I was playing it, and it just never clicked. Mm-hmm. It never got fun for me. And it, like, it was just... I kept being like, oh, is this the thing that'll make it click for me? And nothing mm-hmm. ever did. And then I eventually, I'm just like, look, I, I, I feel like I'm banging my head against this wall. I want to like this game. So, so many bad. people love it so much. I love this series, this series, and like for me, like I, I, I actually don't understand why, because I did not enjoy any of. It. I, I guess and we're the going. Thing that, sorry, go ahead, Justin. The, the thing that the I re, I remember my final straw because <laughs> it was something that at first started to it at first like I was like okay this is awesome. I stumbled up I stumbled upon the master sword. I found the Master Sword just out of nowhere, and I was like, oh, okay, this is really cool. I I can get the Master Sword now. And then it's like, you need to do a certain number of these shrines before you can pull the Master Sword out. That was when I quit. That was when I quit. Because everybody was bragging that this game lets you do anything that you want in the order that you want, and I'm like, okay, this is cool. I found the one thing t- I can do out of order, and this would be amazing. And then the game's like, ah, no. <laughs> And that was that was the point where I'm like I'm done. I, I guess we're going. I guess our next topic is Breath of the Wild. So I mean, I'll... I mean, I'm done. I'm done. It's just. <laughs> no, it's, and the, but... I was just talking about like Switch mm-hmm. games. Like that's like I that that was another game that I was like attempting to play and get back into, but it's just it's not it's not sinking into but... me. And I like I'm so mad about it. It's not like I had an irrational hate towards it or anything. Mm-hmm. I don't have enough time in it to really have an opinion. I'm just like I'm so bummed that every time I play it, it's not like No, but I'm I'm glad you brought it up because I've actually uh, this is why I've been playing so much Minecraft because I have nothing to play right now and like, you know, Justin was talking about like dipping back into like all these games I got PS5 updates, but I'm just like I don't really replay games other than like Naughty Dog games cuz I just I love that shit, but um so I'm like I'm like waiting for these new games to come out, and apparently I've gotten really picky as I've gotten older because I there is games coming out and just none of them appeal to me because you're not just like driving a stupid truck around uh, the countryside. It's like <laughs> like end of April through like June is when things mm-hmm. really start to pick up. Again. Yeah, I mean it, it has been slow at this beginning the of the year. The only thing point. there's there's two things I'm looking forward to, and that is Mass Effect, which we mm-hmm. all know from the last time I was on the show. Mm-hmm. and um final fantasy 7 i'm excited to replay that in h in on the ps5 i am gonna and replay that absolutely yeah the and the dlc like mm-hmm. i have been i platinumed 7 remake so i'm looking forward to having an excuse to go back and playing again just so, so i can see the graphics when it's just yeah i i need to finish to replay it anyway so i need to finish my hard mode run of it 
um, and some of the, some of the other stuff for the platinum. But I got I got most of it. Um, yeah, that's one I'm looking forward to. But like for me, it gets ridiculous. Like end of April, like return. It's like return. These games are all a week apart. <laughs> Returnal, Resident Evil Eight, Mass Effect trilogy, uh, Death Loop. Uh, oh, there's something else after, right after Death Loop too. Um, I'm bl- blanking on one. A uh, Ratchet and Clank in early mm-hmm. June. Like, there's a lot of like it's like once it stops like being slow. Like, there's literally a major game release every week for like six weeks that this, I'm looking forward to. This has been the problem with the games industry. Like for as long as I can remember, I'm glad they realized they can release games in like January and February and yeah. stuff like that. But like. They can never just like, even like, it's never just like, okay, every couple weeks, you know, here's an open spot. It's just, it's always like this, like nothing. And then all of a sudden everything is coming up. Like, just give me like a nicely paced, steady stream of games um, all year round. There's 12 months in the year. And I guarantee you people do play games in the summer. People play games in like June. So you can release games in like, june or july and stuff like that because it seems like we've we've opened up the like q1 q2 early spring but the july august stuff's still pretty sparse um and that's like that like last year it was like animal crossing came out and then what two weeks later final fantasy 7 remake came out yeah april last year i think for ff7 april 10th honestly last year having a very good quick cadence of game releases got me through the year because like like right after lockdown started it was when we got doom doom and animal crossing on the same day yeah doom there we go uh and then um uh resident evil 3 remake and then like ff7 like all in a very short short span of time lockdown couple couple months yeah a couple months later was last of us uh shortly after that was ghost of tsushima We've what got some. We've got some like PT vibes going on on Finn's camera here. Okay, there's a there's a baby. It, it, it baby. She's I'm bottle feeding like a champ. She's she baby. So Finn is just playing Death Stranding right now. <laughs> Finn is protecting BB. <laughs> He's gonna get all those likes. Um, yeah, I was <laughs> so. Uh, Circling all the way back to the Breath of the Wild discourse, what I was going to say is that among all these, like, I bounced between 10 games the last week. I'm trying to find something that sticks, and I also tried to get back into Breath of the Wild. I played, I was one of the five people who actually played it on Wii U and beat it there. Because, <laughs> like, I have, I, <laughs> I was like, I have a Wii U. Like, why would I go and buy this, like, $400 Switch when I could just play it on my Wii U? And it was fine. And Jeff, I beat you're it. the only person I know that actually played it on Wii U. It was fine. Like, as far as I know, it's a fine version of the game. It's a fine version of the no game. No one plays it on that. And I was like, why would I go and buy this brand new console when I have a, a Wii U? And the Wii, I will stand by it. The Wii U Pro Controller, aside from being a little light, is a fantastic controller. Um, but yeah, so I've been trying to get back. I played and beat it, and I liked it. And it's the only Zelda game I've ever finished, so it did something right. Like, it's a good game. And I've been trying to get back into it. And it's the same thing as Brittany, where like I play it for a little bit. I'm like, it looks really good. Like, I like the aesthetic. I like the music and stuff like that, but like I just I don't know. Maybe oh. it was just the right game at the right time when it came out, but I'm really struggling to get back into it as well. So um, I don't know. We we do I need. Know. And I think I I think it was Blaine that said it. I think mm-hmm. Vinay, can, please 
can't um <laughs> i think it's the lack of structure like yeah because I, I have ocd and like adhd so it's mm-hmm. really hard for me to like I'm like, okay, where do I go next? What do I have to do? And then I like spend forever running around or I die like by falling off a cliff trying to get somewhere <laughs> or like the last place I need to go. The last thing I was doing is I did one temple and I, I'm still doing the three opening temples, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's how far I haven't made it in the game. And I'm on the last temple and I have to go through Icelands and I can't get through. I keep dying. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to turn this off. <laughs> I, I don't yeah, know what like, to do. For- for me, like, the puzzle structure was an issue because, like, I love, like, the Zelda, Metroid kind of, oh, you found this thing, but, okay, I definitely don't have the item I need to solve this puzzle or to right. get through this area. I will make a mental note and come back here. And the way Breath of the Wild is set up is, like, you can get anywhere anytime, so, like, it doesn't have the satisfaction of you get something new and then you can move on kind of thing. And it doesn't have that, like, aha moment when you solve a puzzle because you can do it in so many ways right and like i see like people doing these really cool videos of ridiculous you know ways of solving puzzles or handling handling combat situations like that's really cool but my brain doesn't work like that and like and it, it just it doesn't doesn't feel like what i expect from the series i i think that's what it comes down to is like i i mean i'm not i'm never gonna call it like a bad game i think it's just a very different zelda game and i'm not surprised that it's like split people so much because what you said justin is exactly the reason i was able to beat it i've played ocarina time uh, like for 10 hours on my 3ds um but i always get to this point in zelda games it happened to me with the uh, um whatever the remaster or the remake was for the switch uh link's awakening i get to a point where it's like you need a specific thing to progress and i don't know what that is or where to get it and i quit and Breath of the Wild was like, even though it feels like I'm kind of cheesing or like like cheating, like I'm like, I don't really know if I'm supposed to be able to do this, but like I'm able to get past those humps and I don't like, need I'm to find do it anyway. I don't need to find the one magic item, but I like completely understand the other side of that. So that's where it's like, I don't know. I could see it's kind of like how I feel about Pokemon. Like I'd like to see more Breath of the Wild style Zelda games because I think they're really cool and inventive. And they do something really different, but, like, I hope we get that more traditional Zelda game as well, because, obviously, people love those so much. Yeah. Like, I, I like honestly, I don't have an issue with it as long as they keep making new games that are kind of like the mm-hmm. older style Zelda games. Like, I don't even care if they're, like, a smaller budget thing. Like, if they do, like, more, like, top-down 2D style ones mm-hmm. or something, and then the big 3D ones are, like, Breath of the Wild style. Like, I think they just need to balance it between the two um, two fan bases. Like, that, that's, the, that's the only thing. The only thing that's a bummer is if they're just like, okay, we're not going to do this style of game anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, that's what, that's what would bum me out. But, you know what? You mentioned Pokemon, and here's a thing I kind of wanted to talk about um, for a while about Pokemon because I, I think it's in kind of an interesting thing. And I want to know if anybody else is kind of in the same boat is like, I'm really not a huge fan of the main Pokemon games anymore, but I really like Pokemon as an IP. Like I love the character design. I love that world, but like the main kind of games are not my thing anymore, Like, but I'm really excited about a lot of these like spinoffs that are coming out. Like, Pokemon, we're getting another Pokemon Snap. I'm so excited about that. Mm -hmm. Like, I really like 
the idea of kind of doing some more of these like spin-off franchise like spin-off things usually using Pokemon. Um like I played Pokemon um puzzle stuff on my, on my phone Pokemon Shuffle. Mm-hmm. Um like I really really like a lot of these spin-off things that take place in the universe. Um and I'm really hoping we get some more um some more stuff like that because it gives me a way to, you know, still kind of play in the series and like learn the character names and stuff because So, I want let, let me ask yeah. you this. What go go it, ahead. What would it take you to get back into a Pokemon game? Like what do you want out of a mainstream Pokemon game that you don't feel like you're getting or what's what's draining on you? I I, I honestly don't really know. I think it's just a style that doesn't click with me anymore. I'm going to give the new big open world one a shot. I think that'll be interesting. I don't know if that's what I like. I don't know if that's what I'm looking for. Like, I'm not saying that they're bad. I just they're not really for me anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is fair. I didn't play for like a few years. I mean, they also just do that kind of like Nintendo thing where they over-explain everything and like story moments are just a bunch of really boring lame text sequences to restore your health. Yeah, like that sort of thing. That sort of stuff really grates on me <laughs> these days. Because um, I'm so used that, to that's games. That's always the argument about Pokemon, right? It's like, what audience is it catering to? Kids or the already established fan base? Like, Yeah. It kind of, it seems like it wants to have it both ways. Like, yes, it's right. obviously a kids-friendly IP, but like, also they fucking know that at least half their players grew up on red, blue, yellow. Like, they oh, well, know yeah, that. And- and they have stuff like the shiny hunting and like IVs and stuff, the high tier players. I think I just hit that awkward middle ground where obviously I'm not like a little kid mm-hmm. anymore. So the like basic stuff gets annoying to me. But like I also don't care about like shiny hunting and like getting perfect IV teams and stuff. So it just hits this awkward middle ground where like I'm just not either of the target audiences. I think you hit the nail on the head though. Like, People love Pokemon, but I don't think, like, people really love the structure of Pokemon games. They just like Pokemon in general. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think you're right. Like, there's, like, a million different kind of games you can do. And that's why I love that they're bringing back Pokemon Snap. Because people don't love, like, the particular style of battle in the Pokemon games. Or, like, I mean, yes, obviously they like some of those elements of, the like, the hardcore mainline series. But in general, they just like being in that world and, like, seeing cute little creatures and collecting them. It's nostalgia. Like, that's, that's yeah. what it is. Like, it, like playing old Pokemon games just, like, releases this, sero- like, this ancient serotonin that you got from, like, <laughs> when you played Red, Blue, and Yellow, you know? Like, and I'm not saying it, the games aren't enjoyable now. Like, I really enjoyed, like, for me, I liked shopping for clothes for my character or doing hair or, like, designing the cards. Like, that mm-hmm. stuff is fun, but it's, like, not it doesn't add to the story or the game, right? It's mm-hmm. just nice little tidbits in there. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's it, you're still getting that nostalgia, but those little tidbits like make it feel like it's new and different when it's really like, you get you got a new Pokemon, that's, that's, that's it. That's, that's <laughs> it. That's really all that's new <laughs> about it. Yeah. I... I think I'd really like to see like an adventure game where you play like as a Pokemon kind of thing. Like not oh, like man. as a trainer Fucking collecting trying to stuff. Escape Pokeballs. Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, if you, if you want to go oh, that no. way, sure. Oh no, we're not like... going down that road. <laughs> um, <laughs> why, why am I in this fighting ring? <laughs> oh, um, no, I mean I, I I just I think there's some really cool stuff that they could do with mm-hmm. the franchise and I'm curious to see how it branches out because like I like I said, I'm 
super excited for another snap. I've been wanting another snap since since the first one came out. That's one thing I found I've loved about games lately is taking pictures. Like, oh my god, so yeah, I have so much fun. To Final Fantasy VII, I'm super fucking excited that they have a portrait mode. Uh, I'm like, I'm gonna spend like ten <laughs> to twenty hours alone just taking pictures of like Tifa and <laughs> Tifa. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I, I yeah, I I played around with the photo mode a lot. Um, on my replay of God of War, especially like posing, like especially late game when you've got like tons of effects and stuff everywhere, like posing some really yes. cool combat shots. Um, and like the, the the upgraded graphics, right? Mm-hmm. Like you would you want to take that picture and be like, oh, this looks good on my screen. Like this is yeah, you know, this isn't somebody else's. This is mine. Photo mode and like. Yeah, photo mode and sharing were, like, two of the best things to come out of the last gen. And I, they're not just, like, they, I think they're great in so many ways, but, like, they're uh, an extra dimension to games that takes it beyond, like, just the simple, like, the pure mechanical aspects of video games. But also, I think they just are so good. We, we like, tend to take games for granted. Like, these developers work for five years to create this amazing world, and we kind of just blow through it in two days. And we're like, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> But photo mode yeah. and screenshots and stuff like that, it's like you zoom in. It makes you, can, you appreciate your surroundings. You can appreciate the trees and, like, the texture on these weapons and, like, the armor and stuff like that. And I love that seeing the developers reciprocate that and, like, share these and celebrate them and stuff like that. And I think it's awesome. I love it so and much. Spider-Man on the PS4, now PS5, was mm-hmm. a perfect example of that. Like, I would just be fucking spinning around doing you know webbing around doing my thing and then that there'd be a sunset and i'm like ooh, like i got let me <laughs> let me fucking pose like let me get next to this like it and i would spend like 15 20 minutes trying to get the right photo you know and it, the whole time i'm like wow look at my reflection in the in the windows or like look how detailed this is it's just it's it's crazy how amazing it- like being able to snapshot just like opens your eyes, like you said, to to your surroundings, and like mm-hmm. you're like, wow, they worked really fucking hard on this. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there was there was a while where it felt like people were kind of starting to, you know, kind of look down on and insult people that really appreciated like the visual detail and stuff in the ga- in games. Like, it's like, oh, you only care about graphics, not the game. But like, I think photo modes have kind of re-emphasized that hey, games are a visual medium mm-hmm. and people really like appreciating some of these small little details. And like, and it lets, like, like Jeff said, like I, I was playing Spider-Man. Okay. I zoomed in on a rocket that was coming at Spider-Man and it has like a message about how it's like an anti-spider rocket written <laughs> on it. You would yeah. never see that if you weren't like, um, that's crazy. It, if you weren't that. zooming in on this little tiny thing like in photo mode like it, it i don't know it, it's just something that like i really appreciate the work that goes into building these worlds and stuff and mm-hmm. it just it just kind of adds like a nice way to kind of share the artistry um yeah i, I, lo- I, I love that stuff mm-hmm. I, I just want to say finn appears to be back finn we missed you buddy what's up how's how's anna doing thank you uh i ended up having to make her another bottle mm-hmm. and i fed her and it thinks she's asleep so let's talk some video games you got two options you can weigh in on your favorite photo modes if you, if you like taking ghost to tsushima ghost tsushima that's oh a that was a good one. one oh god damn why don't you tell us it's, about it's, ghost tsushima 
Um, it, it's the the premier. It, it's the gold standard of photo modes, I would say, right now. Mm-hmm. The I mean, Sucker it, Punch was the first one to do a photo mode, right? With I think Infamous, Infamous Second, Second Son. Son. I think so. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me on that, but I'm not sure. But they what they did with Ghost of Tsushima allowing you to turn each of your screenshots into like a little movie poster mm-hmm. for a samurai film and just all of the different filters and animations and backgrounds and frames you could do and just the and it all seems so user friendly. I'm usually really bad at it, but damn, I've made some good looking photos. So Ghost of Tsushima, that's my answer. Final answer. Good pick, good pick. Yeah, I didn't finish the game, but mm-hmm. I that is like one of the most gorgeous games I've ever played. The art direction oh, and the absolutely. colors, stuff oh, like that, is just phenomenal. Well, can we just point out that John just is very bad at picking up on puns? Did you mean coffee? <laughs> yes. Okay. He's, that's he said he needed to see some fucking coffee, and I said, "Okay, looks like John wants to see some beans grind. Easy grind coffee beans." <laughs> but when you have to, when you have to explain the joke, it's just sad, John. Um, the good thing is, is we caught it and we called him out on it. Like that's yeah. the silver lining to this whole situation. It's true. Well, we, while he's we're the on only Ghost one of... that didn't get it. Go ahead, Justin. Oh, Ghost of Tsushima. While we're on Ghost of Tsushima, they did announce that they're getting doing oh a God, movie adaptation today. Mm-hmm. Um, why? Why are people talking about Fall Guys? Because John's bad at this. Okay, whatever. So Ghost of Tsushima <laughs> is getting a movie adaptation from the director of John Wick. Getting um, a movie adaptation. I I don't mean to be cynical, but like I I believe these things when they're actually. I don't even believe them when they're filming. I believe them when they're out. I still don't believe the I Uncharted mean, I, movie's I, real. Oh, the Uncharted movie's not happening. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't believe that one. Um, it's completed filming, but it's not happening. <laughs> so, Justin, I've never heard you being so like definitive about anything in my life. You're just like not fucking happening next. Tom Holland posted Brit, a photo. Brit, it's done you, shooting. Brit, it's thing, not happening. This thing has been in development hell for like <laughs> seven or eight years. Really? <laughs> it's gone through five directors. Even though, even though they posted that, that fucking Tom yeah. Holland picture. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't. I can't get past Mark Wahlberg as Sully. Like that's the it's dumbest. Awful. Thing. It's God. just awful. Like, I don't. Yeah. Like, honestly, Tom Holland could work as young Drake. I like Tom Holland. Mark Wahlberg is okay. Never mind. Anyway, but yeah. So they did announce that today. So we'll see how that goes. We. <laughs> I, I like how people are like. I wonder who will play Jin. It's like, how about the actual established actor that played <laughs> Jin in the game? Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's that's another interesting thing. Is it's like all these voice actors who. Until we had Sissy on the show, they're like they're little little peeved that they don't get to be the <laughs> yeah. real life portrayal of the characters, and I'm like, you know what? That's fair. Like, and I never thought yeah. about that. And, and what's crazy is that because the motion capture is so good, it's essentially mm-hmm. those actors anyway. So yeah, Ghost it, of Tsushima is just sense yeah. not to. But and like the, some the other reality games. of the situation is, yeah. uh, Hollywood won't. Con- uh, you know, attached to a project unless there's a big name to like sell it off of. So we won't get those actors because there's gonna they're gonna want to have like The Rock as Jin. <laughs> it's, it's like they've already decided these are what your movie actors are. These are TV actors and these are voice actors. And it's very hard for people to cross those boundaries. And it fucking Miss, sucks because Mr. Delaby in chat saying that Scarlett Johansson will play Jin. <clears throat> We cannot confirm nor deny that, but it it, it is possible. We, we don't we can't say for sure. Uh, we do have a little bit of of video game news um, before we get into our last topics. 
Finn, I don't know if you want to lead us off. Uh, so I think, I don't know when this was announced, but Sony's got a new studio spinning up. Do you want to break this down for us? Um, I will start to, and then someone else can jump in. So um, uh, Jade Raymond, who I'm going to be honest, is a name we all recognize, but not sure what she's done since the assassin creed franchise mm-hmm. because Splinter she, Cell blacklist was the last game that she yeah she bounced she, she was big at, at ubisoft and then has bounced around from like studio to studio that ended up not doing anything and her latest uh endeavor was uh was Google. stadia mm-hmm. yeah no. <laughs> so but but here's why i'm 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 actually uh i find this promising is because this is a very familiar scenario for PlayStation fans because Kojima basically had the same treatment Mm -hmm. where poached them from a defunct company and then built a studio up around them and said, okay, the first gate, they're not technically first or second party studios, but they're funding their first endeavor. And so it ends up being a PlayStation exclusive, most likely PC as well, but it's a, it's an interesting, uh, model and i think it it works really well because i'm gonna be honest i don't think anyone expected death stranding to be the game that came out before ghost of tsushima and last of us 2 yeah we, no. we were all joking that it was going to end up being a ps5 mm-hmm. game and then they surprised us and it's like it the the turnaround from uh, the studio to launch of the game was shorter than mm. most major graphically intensive triple a titles yep and if that's what happens when Sony's like funding that kind of endeavor, then maybe we'll actually see Jade Raymond launch a game uh, within our lifespan again. And <laughs> that's exciting because when mm-hmm. she does work on games, they're all pretty good. So mm-hmm. I'm down for this. And and if and Sony must see something in this to to do this endeavor. Like they they're just throwing well, studios together for anybody. The thing that's kind of um, always bizarre about, well, not bizarre, but like. The thing that stood out is like Google and Amazon were really amassing a lot of talent at these studios and then just wasted all of it. And like this is a lot of, of the same team that was at, you know, with Jade Raymond um, at Google in Montreal. And Sony also doesn't have any studios in Montreal or Canada. And there's like several huge game development hubs mm-hmm. within Canada. So like this is also kind of Sony getting their foot in the door and picking up some um picking up some talent and nurturing it and i i'm interested to see where it goes they said they're working on a new ip um so i i i think, I, I, I'm, I, think I, kind of... I don't i Go i ahead, don't Justin. think it's um ever a bad idea for you know platform holders to mm-hmm. be investing in new studios and new ips so i was going to um, say i'm excited I, to see where it goes i love it like it uh, they have the backing of PlayStation, so I think they've got like a good, um, you know, without we aren't privy to the financial details and stuff like that. But I think it's safe to say they probably have some security. They probably have some good resources and support behind them. Um, but I, I think this and like stuff like the Kojima Productions deal are great, where it's like both parties kind of win really big. Like PlayStation, the initial project is PlayStation exclusive, and they help them build up their studio and get their feet wet and stuff like that and build their game. Um, and it, presumably once the game is like ready to be talked about, they're going to promote it at whatever E3 equivalents and stuff like that are in the future. Um, but it's good publicity. It's good to be attached to like a big platform holder. It's a good way for the studio to establish their presence and get that like first game out the door. 
but then they, I, assuming it's like uh, Kojima Productions, like I don't think they're going to be locked to PlayStation. They kind of have uh, a little bit more independence. It seems to be a hands-off approach. Um, and I think it's well, good for I everybody. Mean, I think PlayStation's proven that, like, um, you know, they're, they'll support you and give you the tools you need. But at the same time, they're going to let these new studios uh, basically make their own game. Because who the fuck would let Kojima make Death Stranding? That's a weirdness game. The the other thing I think that that's cool about this deal, too, is, like, I mean, it makes sense even for Sony, too, because it's not as much investment as, like, purchasing a studio <laughs> or, like, building one up from scratch. This is a team that they know can make a game. It's just Google didn't really let them. Uh, like, this isn't um, – but it, it sets up, like, a lasting business relationship, too. That's a pretty safe one, too. Mm -hmm. Like – it just it makes sense for everybody involved. Um, I'm yep. still interested. I'm just very interested to see where it goes. What are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, you were away. Uh, we we're just talking about Jade Raven's new studio for PlayStation. They're working on a what is it? Is it called Haven? Uh, Sorry, I don't think we actually said the name. Haven's, Haven's the name of the studio. Yeah. Um, so we we don't uh, we know don't anything know beyond the fact we don't that, know anything about the game. Yeah, except they're it's they're developing a new a new game. It's a new studio. I don't think we know the size of the studio of the employees and stuff like that, but their their first game will be exclusive for PlayStation, and then we assume, uh, you know, beyond that, it'll be similar to the Kojima situation. So uh, that's exclusivity that. sucks. I mean, I, they'll probably allow a mm -hmm. PC version. Um, Sony's been pretty good about allowing PC versions, you know. At least after launch, they're even like, porting their it, own games fine. to PC. I'm just, like, I'm so over just the console wars at this point that I'm just like, fucking release yeah. it on everything. Let everybody like do crossplay. Like, just fucking get it over with. Like, we're trending that direction. Just mm -hmm. fucking do it. You know? Well, I mean, we're about to get we're about to get our first uh, PlayStation Studios game released on Xbox. Is that MLB? in the next few weeks? Yeah, MLB the Show. Yeah, uh, is the first Final Fantasy VII come out for Xbox? <laughs> They never announced if it ever will. Like it's, it's still yeah, there, there's there's no clarity on if it will. We know it'll wow. eventually come to PC. There's no idea. Yeah, we, we don't, don't know, know if, it, if, if that FF7 exclusivity deal just means PC. They never once stated other consoles. It's just people's That's assumption weird. because of like Kingdom Hearts and other major Square games. But mm -hmm. we have no knowledge on it because Square, mostly as a company, if they have an exclusivity deal, they won't even breathe a hint of it appearing anywhere else until like that deal is done right. so people will make assumptions but we have zero uh confirmation or idea which by the way oh never a, mind a funny, it's coming to xbox john said funny, it's not yeah, so it's a lock it's not, so it is. <laughs> funny thing it, about square enix and exclusivity like Xbox just got a port of Octopath Traveler that just dropped on Game Pass, and Square <laughs> Enix did not announce this until it dropped. Xbox announced that it was coming. Square Enix was just like, yeah, it's coming when asked about it, and then they put out a tweet <laughs> saying it was coming, like right when it got posted. This was not officially announced or like anything by Square Enix, really. It's bizarre square it makes me wonder do you think like square has a bad relationship with xbox or like no they no they don't. just have a very good relationship with sony <laughs> yeah because you have to understand like their western titles mm -hmm. tend to uh, lean xbox like the tomb raider franchise mm -hmm. anything crystal dynamics yep. uh the the io software like their deus ex all that stuff was like had the microsoft side and then they let their japanese games 
have the the PlayStation like attachment to it. Yeah. So particularly it, just, Final Fantasy. Yeah. Like, exactly. Like Final Fantasy has been put on Game Pass, but I don't I can't think of the last time a major Japanese game outside of Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy 15 that had a simultaneous Xbox launch. Well, mm-hmm. I, w- I was just curious about it because there's always been rumors that Final Fantasy 14 is going to come to Xbox and it's like they keep they're they're not saying no, but they're not saying yes. It's always like right. a, we'll see. So I'm like yeah. is it, they is there a that, reason why it's like this? Or the FF14 situation is weird because initially they said it was gonna be oh. crossplay was the issue there. Now that's not an issue, but now they're saying now they're just like, oh, there's other things we need to work from. Like it, it's real, it's really weird. I don't know what the deal with FF14 is. Like I'm I'm confident FF14 will hit Xbox. It might even time it with the new expansion coming they, out. I don't know. They officially like, announced it at XO 2019, and from what the only thing I've heard since then is that I think um, basically Xbox is waiting for the 14 team to to implement DirectX 12 technology because I guess that will make it run better on Xbox or easier to port or something like that. So it sounds like Xbox is ready to go, but um, and they're working closely with them, I think. But uh, yeah, but they fucking are. You, you yeah. know how much, how many more people would sub? Yep. To, to like Xbox Live and Xbox Games Pass. If like imagine if 14 was on Games Pass, that'd be big. Well, they'd never do that because you'd have to. Well, they might just to get yeah, the initial do. barrier out, and then free, you, sub. you just have to pay for the subscription. Yeah, yeah. Make, but yeah. like their their biggest Japanese titles that we know of so far: Seven Remake, uh, the PS5 version, Forspoken, and FF16, and Near Replicant. Uh, none of those have Xbox uh, even like planned at the moment or any which that we why, know of. So, which is why the Octopath thing is so wild, right? Like, as far as we know, there's no PlayStation version of that game coming. I mean, yeah, I'm that, sure that's there will one. be that, eventually. That's like, an enigma. But this is this is the only time that that's happened with a Square mm-hmm. Enix release. But also, Square Enix didn't want to talk about it. Like, it's. It's just super bizarre to me for a whole lot of reasons. Like, I want the story behind that. Well, that, that just strikes me as a as a really big behind-the-scenes, like, get for Game Pass. Yeah. Like, they oh, approached absolutely. them and, and were like, okay, give us a X amount of weeks, months, years over PlayStation, put it on Game Pass, and we'll give you all this money. Yeah. And Square's like, I bet. <laughs> no, but I, I just thought it was funny that they wouldn't be like, they wouldn't be like, Hey, yeah, we're doing this. There was just like one tweet, like when it went up, it's like, oh, you can get Octopath Traveler on Game Pass now, and that's it. <laughs> Square, I don't know. Square gonna Square is is all I got. For <laughs> Square's that. a weird company. Yeah. Um, <laughs> especially in regards to announcements. We got twenty minutes left in the podcast. We have a few good do questions we? on Twitter. Yeah, we do have twenty. Oh minutes. yeah, yeah. Let's let's do questions. Let's do some um, questions. And then should we have chat ask some too? I w- want I want to ask the question. I've got the question. Okay. okay. All right. Daddy has so, the the mic. Yeah, ultimate daddy. Based on my lunch. Okay, I'm scrolling to the questions. Um, here I, we go. What is your uh from from Master Gloop? What is your favorite game that has was absolutely ravaged by reviews? Like, what game did you love that critically just shit the bed? And I've got an easy answer, um, because this game 
it's still one. it's still a controversy with mm-hmm. the score IGN gave it, and it's the PS2 beat 'em up God Hand that <laughs> that, that, that's I, a good one. that IGN gave a three to. Oh my it's god! It's hundred percent so God good. Hand. I loved God Hand, and it got just savage. Blaine over here saying God Hand doesn't count. Fuck you! It's the poster child. <laughs> So, yeah, God Hand is an easy one. Uh, I guess for me, any anime-based fighting or, or action game, like, Easily they always get savaged. Some of the best, yeah. So. Uh, I'll go next. If you, are you done? Go ahead. Oop, Baby hold on. Okay. Um, so mine, and you've heard me complain about this numerous times, Mass Effect Andromeda gets way too much shit than it deserves. It's, it's not a, a good bad game. game. It's not it's great, not. but it's good. I don't even think, like, I think people just wanted Mass Effect, right? Mm-hmm. I think they wanted oh, another no. Mass Effect. What? No, so we. I'm playing, like, this, like, 10-hour womb sounds to, like, lull, as a lullaby to, like, lull her to sleep. And uh, a YouTube ad just played, and I was just hearing this blasting, <laughs> Oh, no. Like, What's up, idiots? Like, this is PewDiePie. <laughs> Yeah. So, did you okay. know the human body it contains up to twenty five pounds of toxic poop? Yeah. <laughs> That's literally an ad I get on YouTube every couple YouTube of days. Is a hellscape. I'm sorry, Finn. Like, no, I might actually pay for YouTube Red just for this brief couple months where <laughs> she needs to like sleep. Uh, anyway, what were some other answers I missed? I was talking about Andromeda. I think that gets way too much. Oh yeah, that got that that got did not deserve all the hate. Mm-hmm. We could have had fucking Corian DLC. We could have had so much DLC that I think would have just added to the game. Like, and I I don't know. I don't think it was a bad game. I think it got really it's, harsh critical reviews. Especially and... because how do you end the game telling us about the Geth ship and then never follow up on that? Mm-hmm. Not Geth, Corian. Sorry, the Corian arc. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, right. So I have another question. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. oh wait, Justin oh, needs to go. Go ahead, Justin. My bad. I thought Justin had gone. No, it's only been you two. I don't know. I left. <laughs> okay. You asked us the question. You could have just been like, "Yo, my answer is this." Out. I don't know. All right. Uh, so mine's probably not um not too surprising, but there's this Godzilla PS4 game. That is, it's garbage. <laughs> so Tr- for you, trust, trust me. This this game has like a thirty six on Metacritic, and it deserves it. But um, if you like the series, it's really fun. Like it, the way it plays is ridiculous. Like I'm gonna do a stream of this game at some point, and I'm just gonna go through some kaiju facts. But like, <laughs> you you play you play. It feels like you're stealing, like, a remote control version of these things as they walk around sets. Like, when you break the buildings, it has, like, the little flashes, like, the old-style, like, uh, pyrotechnics that they used on the model buildings and stuff. Like, there's so much, like, attention to detail that is awesome for fans of the series that really grew up with the old Japanese movies. Um, When they ported it to PS4, like, the PS... Or it really was a PS3 game. And it looks like a PS2 game. <laughs> I, I need to make that clear to people. Like, it's shocking how bad this game looks. Um, originally, there was just, like, three different Godzilla variants. But when they ported it to PS4, they made a ton of kaiju playable that you can unlock. 
Um, and when I was working two jobs, I was like exhausted after working like 12 plus hours a day. And I would just go home and I'd do like one run through and unlock one of them. And I got all of them eventually. Like it's super fun to play as somebody that's a big fan of those. If you are not like a big fan of those old movies, do not touch that game. <laughs> Jeff, um, do you have one? Yeah, I'll go next. Uh, I don't love this game, but I think it uh, is better than uh, reviews would have you indicate. Uh, I liked The Order 1886. I don't really... I won't defend that it has problems. Um, that's fine, but I played this game, and like I thought the world was really cool. I thought visually it was a spectacle. Um, I understand people were like frustrated with... like. You know, is it a movie? Is it a game? They use the word filmic or whatever. But like the gameplay bits that were there, I thought were pretty good. I haven't, I haven't played through it. I've played through it twice, uh, both times pretty close to launch. So I won't say if it holds up in 2021. Maybe it doesn't, but I think it. it I'm looking at my phone. It's got a 63 on Metacritic. Mm, it's like a solid seven, seven point five out of ten to me. Like uh, I've played way worse games that have way better scores. I think the game had a solid identity. I think it knew that it wanted to be a little bit of a movie, a little bit of a game. And a lot of games seem to have an identity crisis. And, you know, so whatever. Like, it's not going to be for everyone. But I think it accomplished what it set out to do. And I think it did it pretty well. And I don't know. I, I had a really good time with it. And I'm really crushed that we ne we'll never get a sequel to it. So that's my pick. All right, next question. All right. This next question comes from uh, somebody named Blaine. I don't know. It doesn't ring a bell. Mm -mm. Uh, so what's know. a game you love that you'd recommend to people but was either delisted or is otherwise extremely hard or impossible to obtain? And you know what? Just a couple months ago, my answer still would have been Scott Pilgrim, the beat-em-up. Um, and just a couple a year ago, I would have said Westwood's Blade Runner. Both, yeah, both of which of those, both became impossible. Awesome. Yeah, both of them for years, a decade plus for both, had been impossible to play. And then suddenly, within the last year, they're like, hey, surprise, they're both available. Mm -hmm. So those are mine. Blade Runner, Scott Pilgrim. Um, Even though they're not available. I'll go next. My pick is Konami games. Just Konami games <laughs> in general. Uh <laughs> Whether it be Silent Hill, one, two, three, four. If uh, John were here, he'd say PT. <laughs> PT, Metal Gear Solid, one, two, three, four. Uh, you know, like, obviously you can play them. They are out there. They're not available on modern platforms. They're really hard to find. They're really hard to buy. Like, the original Silent Hill, you have a PS1 class that you can play on, like, PS3 or PSTV. But, like, um, yeah, they're just, Konami has a great catalog of games. And they're extremely inaccessible if, like, all you have is a PS5 uh, or an Xbox Series X or something like that. And it it kind of sucks. Um, so, I don't know. That would be my pick is Konami games. You know what? Uh, chat, Sunlight Scrub said the Transformer Cybertron games, and hell yeah. Yeah, I was on a big Transformers kick a few months ago. I was watching. There's, like, a new kind of animated show on netflix um and it's really good and i was like really into transformers movie and i was like i'm gonna play war for cybertron you just straight up can't buy it and i think it was one of those was it activision yes yeah it was like the spider-man games like uh spider-man uh um shattered uh dimensions or whatever like there's just 
Activision games are one of the worst for this. They just straight up die and they disappear and you can't buy them again. It sucks. Well, what wasn't even the recent Platinum like Transformers game? Nope, Transformers Devastation. Yeah. That's gone. They yeah. did a um, Avatar or that's why... Horror game, I think. I don't think their Deadpool yep. game has yep. been delisted. Uh, like they they do not like get these licenses for very long. Sucks. That's why I buy physical. Preach. Oh, uh, also, John, in a rare move, has two good answers uh, with Final Fantasy Tactics and Tactics Ogre Let Us Cling Together. Both very solid choices. I'm proud of you, Game Dad. Golf clap. I don't, I don't have any oh. explanation for mine. Mine is just Power Stone 1 and 2. I love those games. Oh. They oh. were in the... What leak was that? Was that the... The Capcom leak. The Capcom leak that we were talking about earlier? Yeah, yeah it's so... a big Capcom leak. I fucking miss Power Stone. That would be the best multiplayer online game to play right now. It would be so fun. And that's it. That's mine. Justin? Yeah, yeah. You guys covered a lot of them. Um, I, I guess I gotta say PT um, also. Mm -hmm. Like, the thing that really pisses me yeah, off Yeah, they don't make PT... the cruisers anymore. <laughs> the thing that really pisses me off about PT is that it originally was... Like, people that had early PS5s... Um, confirmed that if you transferred it over you could play it until an update that locked it to make it not playable on ps5 That's such bullshit like i konami literally told sony they were not allowed to let people play pt on ps5 um this isn't i don't know if this is the pettiest be. shit i've ever heard of. i don't know if there's gonna be a question for anyone else it's not really a question but uh I just have to give a shout out to McCallan guy on Twitter. Uh, I don't know if this, I'm pretty sure he doesn't know that how much I love simulation games, but he asked if there's a Panamax container ship simulator with the Suez Canal level. <laughs> the, Suez, the Suez Canal block. Yeah. Uh, this story is fucking bonkers, how it's just like disrupting the entire global trade uh, industry. And um, I would play the shit out of a container ship simulator. <laughs> Oh, that is fantastic. Um, Finn, did you want to pick one more question? Was there anything else there? Uh, those were the only the, the big questions I saw when I was mm -hmm. uh, going through. Um, you know, Bronson had a question called, that said, um, who do you think you are? And the answer is cooler than you. So, Burn. oh, Yosemite. Wait, you, put, you can't ask a question and answer it yourself. Sure. Come on. So, uh, Yosemite Blam had a quick question. Uh, John's not here, so I'll answer it for him. Now that Octopath Traveler is on Game Pass, why should everyone replay it or play it? And the answer is so we can finally get a Final Fantasy VI remake done in that style. Um, do your do your job for the cause, and <laughs> show Square Enix that we need that more games in that make art it a style. Good game, so I'm down with that. I don't know. I, I really don't... I think the ship has sailed on Final Fantasy VI. Thank you. The airship. It's called the Falcon. Um, we have one more from... John's so mad he's <laughs> not here right now. He's so mad. John's just, John's just fuming. He's just in his car. He's just, he's just in his car screaming right now. <laughs> we have one more. Uh, I guess we can finish on this one from uh, our... Uh, we all, I think most of us know Seth. Uh, the Seth Rokage on Twitter. He's active in our community Discord as well. It's um, Seth Rokage. Is it anything about Ro peanut butter and jelly? Rokage. Because I 
sorry. talk about it. Yes, it it's like Hokage, but Rokage. I am not cultured enough to be able to pronounce that properly. What is the last Some... game that you played that you were actively ecstatic about? Something that gives you the sensation of pure, unadulterated childhood joy? Final Fantasy uh, VII Remake. Ah, fuck. Oh, <laughs> god damn it. That's what was... We'll get. We'll talk about Final Fantasy VII because we can always talk about Final Fantasy VII. Finn, you oh, got okay, your. Okay, so Finn. Finn can go. Finn first. can go. Finn's it's real. A, a, Finn and psyched can go right and now. It is a. Tie. I was gonna say Final Fantasy VII remake also, so Finn <laughs> yes! can go. Finn can go. That's cool. And Final Fantasy VII remake was good. No one's denying this, but my answer in terms of the game that caused the most pure, unadulterated joy is either a tie between Sackboy's big. Uh, big oh, adventure wait, yeah or astrobots play astrobot oh my that god game how did i not just, think astrobot was just a serotonin drip non-stop like kate saki and i just sat there and played these games together and just gushed with this joy and how wholesome ben. and just delightful and oh my god i love ben, yes. are, are, are you still wearing the hospital band yes That's i refuse to take it off cutest fucking <laughs> shit i've ever seen in my life I've kept it on That's for three weeks now. Adorable. Please make sure you like, wash it or something like that. Yeah, that's why it's starting to get faded. But okay. I <laughs> just making sure. Finnaman baby five hundred five C one nine one. And I kept my van. That's so. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I yeah, take it off. remake. Britt, why don't yeah, you tell so... us about Final Fantasy VII remake? So. I don't know what to say about it that I haven't already gushed about before. The music, I would say, is the biggest nostalgia trip because not only do they like remake it, but they remake it in a way that's a slightly different, and it's so it still hits that nostalgia. Like my biggest one I can fucking think of is uh, the fucking Don Corneo's. Yep. Thing. When you're or in the even. Tunnel. Or no, even the uh, the the train graveyard. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. When you're when they're about to bomb the, um, they're about to bring down the plate, and it's like the oh God. Yes. Like that was a moment where I was like fucking hyped, and I was like, I got to get through these goddamn trains. <laughs> like I got I got to go save it. You know. Like the music is just the biggest wave of nostalgia. Like I love final fantasy 7 music i love final fantasy music so the, mm -hmm. the the music was the big thing and of course like the characters like each time the characters spoke like i could i could see their their character from the original game it's, like it was the characterization was just perfect it's so hard to take like those characters that like had no voices before and exactly. expand on them especially with characters like jesse and stuff like that and like it, it would be so easy to like not stay true to the spirit of them but i think they nailed every single one of them and just like improved on them and, and expanded them and made them better. like my first one i was like man they really nailed barrett and then i was like well cloud's really good too tifa's voice like at like mm -hmm. each character i came into i was just like the only one i was apprehensive about was eris and i'm calling her i know it's Aerith, but i like calling her eris i back you up it's eris thank you yeah. um I was I was a little apprehensive, and then she just fucking grew on me, and 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 I loved her. So, yeah, I I remember I was really nervous about how Cloud would be handled because um, they made him so much more like just like moody and stoic instead of just this kind of awkward guy putting on airs like for everybody. 
Um, but they really nailed him in the remake. But I, I've said this plenty of times before, but like, like the fact that this game was so focused on Midgar and like this this place that has been like deep in my imagination since I was a little kid was now finally like fleshed out and explorable, and I could exist in it for a while. I can't like, wait to see those textures, man. Like, oh, well, show me I that can't door. wait. <laughs> give me give the me door. The door. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, it was just really cool to see it more fully realized. And mm -hmm. I'm, I like, it just, I never thought that they could actually do a successful Final Fantasy VII remake. I was very skeptical of them splitting it into parts. It, it completely surpassed my expectations. I did not expect them to pull that game off the way right. that they did. And that's the thing. It's, it's like, not only does it hit that nostalgia, it's also just a good game on its own. Like, you know how many yeah. people didn't play Final Fantasy that played that game and they fucking loved it? Like, it's, it's, it's a good intro game to the series. Well, uh, I'll go last. We, I just want to point out, we once again did not make it through an episode without mentioning Final Fantasy. I think we already mentioned it like six times. During the show, yeah, so. because it's great. That's never as long like, as I'm on the show. Final that's never, we are like never. It's either gonna be me or John just fucking oh, breaking. Oh, cool. bring it up. Also, um, shout out to uh, shout out the Project Triangle strategy. Yes, shout out indeed to that game that is named that title, which is ridiculous. Um, I'll go last. Uh, this isn't what I was gonna pick, but uh, Chaff's talking about Astrobot, and you know what? I unfortunately had to give up my my PSVR um, when the original Astrobot came out for it. Um, just it, uh, I got glasses and it didn't work with it, so I, I wasn't able to like share in the gushing over Astrobot, the revelation that is Astrobot. Um, but the there was an Astrobot game that launched with the PlayStation Five, which is like a strict three D platformer. Uh, I'll so be honest, good. it it took a little bit to click with me. I played it for like twenty minutes and kind of didn't come back to it for a couple weeks. I was like, eh, it's good. Um, but you want to talk about like that childhood joy, like that really yeah. nostalgia. The game itself is great. The music is fun and whimsical. The mechanics are really good. It controls like a dream. It's gorgeous. But I don't know. Like I have no emotional attachment to companies. I have no emotional attachment to Sony. I don't give a shit. You make boxes. I play games. But like. There's our, the way our brains work is like visual messaging is really powerful and specific moments in our, especially in our youth and like formative years in our, in our life are really important. And I'm sorry, but like that PlayStation one box, that little gray box with the lid that pops up, the memory cards, those corded controllers, that dual shock. Um, I have very fond memories of growing up with those playing them at like one in the morning, final fantasy seven, when my mom was on a cruise and I was like, to stay up past my bedtime um <laughs> and like astrobot is at at once both a great 3d platform on its own but a huge celebration of like playstation and gaming history and right. i don't normally i'm not a completionist in games i will like just mainline shit and go through it i was obsessed with collecting every little artifact like the multi-tap for the yep. ps2 or the ethernet adapter like just all these little things that i was like well, oh was... fuck yeah i had that it's so cool there was stuff I hadn't even seen before, like yeah. some of the PSP attachments. There was like the like PSP a radio shit tuner is or something. Yeah, like like there there was definitely some stuff I had never seen before, and it, it was super fun, and it was all like so well recreated. Like 
Mm-hmm. And man, the the ways the PSP GPS. Somebody in in chat just mentioned it. That was the one that I'm yep. like, I didn't <laughs> even know this existed. Um, but like, and then also all the little touches, like, like when you walk across a rope, it's like a PS One controller cord. Mm-hmm. Um, even the raindrops where they hit on a surface is in the shape of the PlayStation symbols. Like, it's just they crammed in everything thing that they could into that game like with the references on top of just making a really fun platformer that makes really great use of the dual sense as a controller and was just a really really awesome pack-in game mm-hmm. well we are two minutes over time which is fine well we had a few minutes of downtime so <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of downtime once again we apologize for the technical difficulties uh, if you're if you've been around for a little bit, you should be used to it by now. So you know what? Fuck it. Like like you Brittany said, it's yeah, it's it's all on brand for us. Uh, that is gonna do it for tonight. We have some very cool guests coming up. I don't know the dates off the top of my head, so I will not commit to them. I will say, stay tuned to our official Twitter account. Um, we'll definitely be announcing that we have uh, a couple popular streamers coming on. Pikachu Lita, as well as I think Bloody Faster TV, are both scheduled. For the coming weeks, um, we'll always have more guests in the works. Thank you, everyone, again for showing up tonight and uh, suffering through the uh, the uh, struggles of, of streaming live. Um, we will catch you all next time. And until then, kindness, Kusna, kindness. Wow, I I did get a little buzzed off this bourbon. Kindness costs nothing. Costs just nothing. Before costs nothing. we before before we exit, I just yes. want to say that. I joked about getting drunk, and I was like, "No, nah, I'm not getting drunk." And Jeff was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Jeff, <laughs> drunk Jeff and Brittany run the show. They're the best." <laughs> and I was like, and Justin was like, "Oh, I'm gonna drink water." And I was like, "No, nah, I'm not getting drunk. I'm gonna drink coffee." And Jeff was like, "Yeah, I'm not drinking either." Mm. I only had a little bit. Well, was- we also we also <laughs> got a message. We also got a message. I'm gonna be like five minutes late starting the stream. I'm going to the liquor store. <laughs> so. <laughs> I, I promise you alcohol had nothing to do with the technical problems we encountered. That is entirely on Microsoft's Windows operating system. Until next time, kindness costs nothing. We love you all, and we'll see you next Thursday. Good night.